Welcome to Story Comic Presents, where we interview amazing storytellers and artists. This is episode 262. I'm your host, Barney Smith of StoryComic.com, and we're excited to have with us the Vermont-famed and highly talented illustrator and cartoonist, Mark Hughes. <laughs> Great to be here. <laughs> How's it going, Mark? Excellent. Yes. Good. Yeah. And so I, a few months ago, I had, I had Sandy Murphy on and she was talking about her book. And as soon as I saw that, as soon as I saw the book, I said, I recognize that illustrator. I recognize that artist. She goes, yeah, it's Mark Hughes. You are one of the more well-known cartoonists in Vermont. You've been doing cartooning since 1989. Uh, well, I mean, actually thinking about that, I, I've been doing it since 1989 uh, in the uh, Burlington area, so Chittenden County area. Wow, um, okay. But if you go back uh, to the, um, you know, the early 1800s when I was back in in school, <laughs> you know, I, uh, I uh, did work um, in Springfield, Vermont. Okay. Uh, the, the Springfield Reporter, um, the local newspaper, hired me to do all sorts of things. And I had really gruff looking stuff that I did back then. But I worked for a Chevrolet dealer. I, um, I, did, uh, uh, I did my poor version of caricatures back then of, of uh, favorite people in, in Springfield. And, uh, and I tried to do some comic strip work. That was back in my comic strip days, uh, right. trying to uh, get known in that area, so. Um, and so and you've also done some things, as you say, you've done newspaper illustrations. You've also done children's book illustrations as well, as we mentioned, Sandy Murphy's book. But you yeah. also were I also did one for for Champ. Um, oh, yes. I, um, well, I did it in the 90s. I, I um, the um, the the Lake Monsters came to me uh, back when they were the Vermont Expos. Okay. And, uh, and the manager asked me to um, to uh, write and illustrate the book, and I was uh, I was so um, uh, you know impressed by the fact that they he was going to hand the whole thing over to me, and uh, and I think the original book was uh, you know like ten extra pages because I I got wordy thinking that that's how you do stuff, and uh, and then I realized that. Uh, I had to cut it down for uh, kids, uh, kids reading it and everything, and and so I, I, I cut it down to a, a smaller book, but uh, it's it's still uh, something that's being sold at the uh, at the grandstand. So, right. in fact, I was in, at work today, and uh, one of the uh, uh, Lake Monster uh, representatives came in to um, uh, pick up my work at a, um, uh, a Vermont flannel. Uh, as a, I, I walk to work, it makes it nice and easy and it's a simple, simple kind of job. And uh, he comes in to, to borrow some, uh, uh flannel to uh, use for a shoot. And I said, well, do you, I don't know if you know who I am. I'm the one who, uh, drew, uh, the champ book. And he goes, oh my God, hey, you know, and, and I said, we should uh, do something about that and, and revitalize it or, you know, something. And, but, uh, but it was fun. It was fun to be able to be that creative and to do the writing too, because I love yeah. to write too. And uh, yeah, we'll probably talk about more about that. Yeah, right. So. And, and and so, 
for for those because since you've been doing it for so long, where have you seen the uh, the career of cartooning and illustration evolve over the last few decades? It has changed greatly because of uh, the computer and because mm -hmm. of the internet. Um, I did I did not get good advice in the beginning because <laughs> I, um, I I was very good with my pen and pencil. I was very good with my marker. I, I would illustrate uh, with a, a pen or uh, whatever using a pencil mm -hmm. first. Not in this case. I can actually draw straight on the uh, on the paper this way. But I would I would colorize with marker. Mm -hmm. And uh, but if you see the Bernie picture on the other side, that's all digital. That's all done on the computer. Okay. And the color is that much more solid. It's that much more um, vibrant, and uh, and it just made big changes but my bad advice given to me was you do the drawing the people who know about computers will take care of that end <laughs> <laughs> so, so it took me a long time to catch up and um luckily as you know you could tell i i uh, was able to uh figure out a lot of the stuff right and and so and so what do you use for for that for do you use photoshop or what do you use i actually use photoshop i have some uh there's actually one picture in there that i had used um uh, illustrator but okay. i have not learned enough about illustrator to be that comfortable with it right so a lot of my work really uh, comes out of uh, photoshop um, okay and i use a, a, a i think it's pronounced wacom uh tablet okay yeah and I draw, at this point, I draw directly on the computer. I don't even use uh, pencil and paper anymore, barely. So. Oh, okay, wow. The, the, the caricature work that you see with the, the students here is all Sharpie onto, uh, you know, 11 by 17 piece of paper. Right. And do you still do, you're, you still be able to do like caricature work for like fairs and events and stuff as well? Yes, yeah, that's one of the uh, uh, areas that I'm uh, still uh, pretty busy at. I'm right. busy here too because COVID just like cut cut it all down big time. Right. Uh, it was hardly any work. I actually, my first job during COVID was a, a wedding that I think the couple just said, forget it, we're gonna go for it anyways. Just Just invite less people. And it was like a small, intimate wedding and everything. And she wanted me to be there. And um, and I was like, well, you know, I'm not going to wear a mask because they're not going to wear a mask either. And I'm, you know, and I want to be able to communicate with them. And and so we had a nice big table and uh, everything was pretty safe and, and, and we had a good time. So, right. Uh, but yeah, the um, the weddings, uh, I do weddings, uh, bar mitzvahs um, and a lot of project graduations. It's right. the uh, at the end of the year uh, parties that they have for seniors. Right. So, and it's because so just for our viewers and listeners out there, doing being a character artist is not being a cartoonist. There is a different skill set involved in that. Correct. Yes, I like to I like to emphasize that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I so I worked out um, one of the reasons I was uh, very familiar with people and. Um, out there in the crowd was uh, I worked out on Church Street for four years, uh, mm -hmm. so I was a, a familiar face. Uh, people uh, got used to me as um, the local cartoonist, and uh, and you were talking about things changing. Um, one of the things I notice is the cell phone. 
we did not have the cell phone in the beginning of uh, 1990. Right. And, um, and so what would happen, and I knew this was the way New England, Vermont was anyways, but people would communicate with each other. And word of mouth, I would have people step up to me saying, I have a job for you while I'm working on Church Street. And, uh, and it, was, it was beyond doing caricatures. They, they recognized the fact that um, I, I could do other work and, uh, and I would get these uh, fantastic jobs. And hmm. it, was, it was great. I, I, the thing is, is I have a hard time finding it now because it's all websites and right. uh, yeah, nothing. You have, oh, uh, was it optimization? I think that's the word. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Oh yeah, so I'm doing better with that, but uh, it, it takes a little bit, yeah. Right, and and also like character drawing is that you, and I remember I think you're saying this before as well in a in a previous interview is that it's about highlighting some like physical features, but not you don't want to insult your subject at the same time, correct? No, I um I taught myself how to do caricatures, okay. and uh, I learned right away, especially. <laughs> you know, you do not want to uh, pick on them. Right. And so the, so when I see caricatures just go with the, uh, the nose is big, I make it bigger, the teeth are horrible, I make them more horrible, you know, things right. like that, I just did not do that. So I learned to, um, uh, I learned to be a little bit more uh, uh, nice to people and try to get their image at the same time. And it right. usually works out, so. Now, the thing that's great about the, um, the combination with my cartooning that happened was as I got better with the caricatures, I got faster with my work. Okay. So when someone sat me down and said, can you do such and such? It'd be like I could pull it out in, in seconds because I had been drawing off the top of my head for so long in front of people. And it was kind of a neat little uh, addition that happened because of caricatures. So. Right. So I do appreciate uh, being able to do them. Yeah. Right. And, and also, too, it's like you're basically taking cartooning and making it into a performance art when you're doing characters. That is so true. Oh, my. And I get I, I've told people this before. I don't know if uh, if anyone can remember back to to taking the big tests like SATs. And after you do such a thing, your brain is just so tired at the end. That's basically what happens with a three to four hour gig that I do. I get so tired from having my brain just calculating and even just the measuring of eyes to nose to mouth and all that kind of stuff is just all blaring through my head. And it's just, right. yeah. So. And, and, and so in a way, so are you a better cartoonist because you're doing character artists or are you a better character artist because you're doing cartooning? I believe I'm a better cartoonist because of caricatures. Yeah. So. Okay. And the yeah. thing is that to go back, uh, that, did we talk about the? Oh, we didn't talk about the hospital uh, drawings. Um, oh yeah. So before yeah, before we went live, we were talking about the hospital drawings. Do you want to? Yeah. Well, uh, our, so these drawings were done on uh, little pieces of um, during COVID. Uh, anyone who stepped into uh, um, Vermont uh, uh, University of Vermont uh, Medical Center had to have these stickers on, and it usually was the date of. Um, that they were visiting and uh, that would prove that they were checked at the door and, uh, and that they uh, were free of uh, fever or anything like that. So uh, it was white space. I started drawing um, uh, animals and dogs and cats for the kids who came in. And 
the thing expanded from that. And so I want to go back to what the uh, caricature world was. Um, what it was is that the, the, uh, the challenge was I could not draw anything. I couldn't look anything up for an animal. So when someone said tricer triceratops for a dinosaur, I had to come up with in my head what a triceratops was going to look like. Okay. And then a giraffe. And uh, I tried a hippo, it never did look good, so I quit the hippo. <laughs> but it was all these type of, and it, I ended up with, I think it was like 25 different drawings that I was doing daily wow. in the morning. And then uh, myself and uh, some of the other helpers would uh, color them in. And we had these stickers to give to the kids. Um, but I thought it was cool, the idea that uh, I couldn't, I had to make it up myself at, off the top of my head. So. So I know that doing caricatures for many, many years was uh, a help to, to do such a thing. So it was pretty, right. pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so, and you mentioned before too, is like you, when you worked on the champ book, you were commissioned to illustrate it and write it. Yes. Um, was this, how was, how was writing? Did you find it easier to illustrate your own written work as compared to illustrating somebody else's written work? I had done a lot of uh, uh, comic strip writing, and um, and I've also had dabbled in uh, book writing um, years before. Uh, never really accomplished anything with it, but I found that um, I was good at uh, putting the words together and then knowing what the illustration would be uh, added to it. Um, it wasn't the other way around. It usually was always words first out of a notebook or whatever. And then I would um, uh, illustrate a, according to those words. And I had, I had done that years before. So, so the champ book was, uh, was fairly e easy. And I, I, at one point I had some history in the book um, that we took out because there wasn't enough room, but okay. other than that, uh, it was all, uh, it was all made up. Uh, Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Vermont. I worked for them for years. In fact, okay. I just finished. Um, they had done a walk for uh, walk for life, uh, some type of uh, uh, campaign that um, I would draw for them uh, uh, once a year. Uh, but this was another thing that they put on my lap, saying, "Can you put together an activity book?" And I'm like, "Right, what does that mean?" <laughs> so, hmm. but I had to come up with word problems and um, and uh, do this instead of that kind of drawings and. Uh, be safe uh, in case of a fire uh, drop to the ground and just all these different uh, uh, fascinating images that I had to uh, uh, put together for this, uh, for this book. Right. So. And, and so, so that, yeah, the, so the question for you too, is like for, for those that might be listening who are looking at wanting to be uh, a cartoonist, a professional cartoonist, what some of the advice would you give them now? Uh, well, one benefit uh, for anyone uh, youth, in their youth uh, is it's, they, have, they already know about the computer. They already know how it works, how it, uh, they just have a knack for it. And, um, and so anything that uh, has to do with the computer at this point, they're going to know about it or they're going to know how to research it, which is like, of course, so different than uh, when we were growing up. So it was that, that type of thing. Um, so already they have a, um, they have a chance to, uh, uh, 
move quickly with uh, with their abilities. But the thing is, is they still have to have the abilities. Um, I, I see so many um, images, let's say in newspapers or something like that, and it's uh, clip art and it's all simplified. Um, I, I, I do think you, you, you've got to um, uh, practice. You've right. got to uh, really hone in on your uh, on your talent and, uh, and get get everything um, like don't imitate. Uh, I had so many students. I substitute Todd as a full time uh, sub in the uh, Mount Mansfield Union High School. Um, and what was great about that, I could sub and still work on my cartooning at the same time. So it was like a little kind of a tricky little thing I did. So. <laughs> But the kids loved it. They they were like, "Oh, Mr. Hughes, what are you working on today?" You know, so it was, it was kind of kind of neat. Um, right. But these kids would show me their work, and uh, a lot of it would be imitating uh, the anime mm, kind yeah. of art. And I would tell them, I said, "This is great to start with, but you need to find your own style. So do not uh, do not copy these these people to the T." And I and I I have to say I used to I used to copy Charlie Brown and uh, and all the you know the comic strips I came across and I had an art teacher tell me the same thing he said you need to get your own style buddy <laughs> so right <laughs> yeah so it was pretty cool Do, having this career in Vermont how that living in Vermont has a supportive environment for cartoonists as a career. I would have loved to. I I, I had met um, uh, uh, Corin, um, who I just saw that he passed away. Um, Ed Corin, yeah. yeah. And um, and I had met him, and um, I I remember there was the Rutland um, illustrator for uh, their newspaper, yeah. Jeff Danzinger, and um, uh, the guy from Montpelier who did a lot of work for. Um, the government also and and there's been a lot of other uh, uh, nationally known uh, uh, cartoonists in the area. I was always hoping to be one of them, you know, overall. But uh, I love I I um I packed up a bunch of my work sometime and I opened up boxes and I found um, work from my past, the stuff that I forgot that I did, and I was I was amazed. I was kind of proud of myself at how much I. I had done and accomplished. And then there was a lot of murals that uh, no longer exist because they're painted over or something like that. But I did a lot of work for the YMCA um, here mm -hmm. in Burlington. And um, I had murals uh, on the outside of uh, Centennial Field um, in the, uh, for the Expos games, uh, the Vermont Lake Monsters games. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, so it's been, uh, and, this, uh, and this book on Ned, this is a character, uh, a, a mascot character that I came up with for a sticker company, uh, uh, websticker.com. The guy said, well, one of these days we're going to write a children's book about it. So, hmm. so he sent me the, uh, uh, the material and everything, and uh, we started putting this thing together. Not, boy, it was probably just three years ago now. So, so yeah. So it's uh, these, all these books are like things that uh, uh, even with the uh, Plankton book, Coming up right. with ways to um, uh, to promote it. Initiation dream. Do you want to talk to us a little bit about that? <laughs> I put this over here just in case. But <laughs> so 
Well, let's go back to, um, oh, you want to see it closer? There you go. I don't know if you had an image. It was from the, um, yeah. yeah. I just probably, this was a uh, COVID publishing. <laughs> okay. It was, uh, this thing was written um, 10 years ago, maybe wow. more. And I, I cleaned it up so many times, edited it uh, a million times. You can see how many choices I tried to make with the cover right here. Mm. Um, yep. And it was, uh, I thought it was a really, really good story um, that I, I really wanted to get it out there. Couldn't find a publisher, couldn't find an agent. And so I uh, decided to self-publish. Right. And what was interesting about the book is going back to uh, what you said about um, uh, writing and then illustrating um, an image. And what I realized with writing is that all these images were in my head of what it would look like in physical form. Um, but I had to put words to it this time because it was a novel. Right. And I realized that um, I was able to visualize these things because my brain is constantly doing that. It's constantly right. coming up with a scenario. And, uh, and I think that, think that's how the book reads. I, it, it, um, it will become a great movie if it's when, when the screenplay is done. <laughs> so, but I, I think it really reads like a movie in the first place because um, it's uh, it's very fun. It's a very fun story. So right, and so so those that might be listening that are familiar with your artwork who would say, "Well, Mark, so you actually wrote a book." Do you want to give people a little bit of a synopsis of what Initiation Dream is all about? Uh, yes, it's um, the actual book was written because the dream in the book is something I actually had. Oh, wow. It okay. actually included a wolf. And I kept telling myself, there's a story here. And, mm. and I always had an affinity for, um, for wolves uh, in the first place. But I also had a, a high appreciation for um, American Indians. Uh, so I wanted to combine the two um, without it being um, anything to do with Twilight. So right. <laughs> I had to throw that in there for anyone who says, oh, is it like Trump Twilight? So, <laughs> so the book is, um, is supposed to be like uh, the, the uh, shifting abilities, uh, shamans, um, that type of story based around uh, um, uh, Indian folklore. Okay. Um, and I took it a little farther and made it into uh, what some people would call a werewolf book. Okay. Uh, I call it a uh, superhero book because, in my opinion, my uh, impression of a wolf has nothing to do with evil, has nothing right. to do with bad. And uh, they are as community-oriented. And um, how they work together is basically like like the American Indians of the West. Right. And I, I put that in the book about the comparison. And I say that this is why this one tribe chose to change into wolves because they had such a connection with them. And right. so my character, uh, Colin Trask, um, ends up being the uh, accidental chieftain of this uh, tribe in uh, uh, nowadays uh, Vermont. And uh, that makes him able to turn into the wolf and also stay the man. So he ends up being the combination, and that's where the werewolf-ish story comes about. And uh, right. 
It's based in Vermont. There's a lot of little bit of Vermont history, and I threw in actual Vermont history of um, eugenics. Uh, that oh, right, yeah, was a yeah. negative part of uh, UVM, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I uh, threw that in there, and uh, it, it caused yeah, it's a little bit intense because of it. So yeah, right. did you have? Do you were able to identify and find like a line editor and like a content editor for your book as well? Um, I I had lots of people read it, lots mm. of people give me advice throughout the you know the ten years like I told you, and oh, yeah. um, I did pay uh, one woman to uh, uh, delve deep into it and edit it, and um, and then I I believe um, I had some help with the uh, self publishing um, uh, it was they're called Book Locker. Um, okay. and, and, uh, they were, uh, very agreeable and, uh, and not as expensive as some of these, um, uh, places for self-publishing and they helped out a lot bit. They, they were, they were basically saying, you know, if your uh, stuff comes off as, uh, it's not very good, we're not going to publish it. So, and, uh, so I was like, going, oh, here it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, uh, and they really liked it. So it was, it was, it was nice to know. And. Yeah, so it was, um, and it's a COVID project because I finally just said, you know, uh, I, I just got to do it. I, I, because right. uh, it was uh, this therapist friend of mine uh, said, you know, it really overall doesn't matter if you don't sell thousands of your book. You wrote the book, you finished, right. you actually accomplished something that most people just dream about. And right. I was just like, all right, I'll, I'll, I can live with that. <laughs> so, but I, yeah, I still, I still would like to find my audience um, in the fifteen and older uh, uh, crowd and uh, and see what would happen. So, yeah, but it's, uh, but it's, it's my biggest, my biggest comic. Well, it's not a comic strip, but um, my biggest storytelling that I've ever done. So, it's pretty cool. And it's listed as like over three hundred and twenty pages. Yeah. It was, uh, and that was cut down as much as I could. Are yeah. you looking at making like a sequel to the book or anything? There is a sequel. <laughs> oh, okay, good. All right, yeah, exclusive. I, I was sitting on the beach in Old Orchard Beach, and um, nothing had come about. I couldn't find the agent, couldn't find the publisher, and I was just itching to get the book too. Said I, I'll just write some notes, and I probably started like five or six pages right there on the beach. <laughs> And, uh, and that's a, like a 200 page, uh, uh, book that is not fully edited. Um, right. it's based in Montana on a Blackfeet reservation. And in fact, I just had a conversation with uh, people from Montana today saying my, my wish is to do well with this first book, uh, and then get my next book started. But I wouldn't finish it until I met with, uh, people on the reservation and, uh, and gone to Montana. So, but I studied the hell out of that place. And I I did Google, uh, maps or uh, Google earth. And I came up with towns. I figured out all the road systems and, um, Mm. everything is based on like, uh, actual, uh, actual places, except for my town that I made up. So it's so, it's, it's so much fun. Yeah. And book three of the trilogy, <laughs> is three quarters done. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. And that even comes with a map that I drew so I could understand the the uh ins and out of this uh 
a special uh, place that's in the story. So, so yeah, it's, I, I got excited. Yeah. That was the other thing that I was doing when I was supposed to be substitute teacher. <laughs> so, but, but like I said, the kids, and then when I, I ask a, a teenager uh, question, I'd be like, well, do people still say, and uh, the students would say, no, Mr. Hughes, we say this now. And, and I would change <laughs> the book. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I had access to such great uh, you know, help. It was pretty cool. Right. If, if somebody wants to learn more about your work, Mark, where's the where's the best place they could go to? Um, my website, um, uh, my cartoon website. I have I have both now. I have um, Mark Hughes. Yeah, MarkHughes.com is the uh, mm -hmm. art website, and uh, and Mark Hughes Books is um, is the Initiation Dream website for now. Okay, and all one word: MarkHughesBooks.com. Mark Hughes books. Yeah. com is for your author. And then Mark Hughes illustrations is the place where people can come see your cartooning and illustrations there. And, and the, and the good thing about it, for those that are interested, if you go to Mark Hughes, if you go to Mark Hughes.com, you would also be able to see that, that local news report that we talked about earlier uh, the to see that yeah. as well at the hospital. Yeah. So listen, Mark, what you need to do is like when you have your sequel book coming out for um, Initiation Dream, you got to come back on the show. We're going to talk more about <laughs> werewolves and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Now, it's, it's, it's some fun stuff to talk about. So, But when it comes to all the other things that uh, like uh, to back on the Plankton story, that was that was a really uh, amazing uh, accomplishment. I think that was basically my first graphic novel, per se, of uh, – uh, you know, putting something like that together. So that was mm. that was pretty cool. So I did like the uh, interview with Sandy and uh, and get to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, well, perfect. So so when when is your sequel book coming out? You say, is it going to be coming out this year? Because the sequel uh, it is true. I I do want I do want permission uh, with uh, you know right with that tribe. Exactly. I believe. Yeah. And it, who knows? I. I, I did get um, I did get the okay from Abenaki. Um, uh, okay. Uh, actually, it's actually a quote in uh, in my website. Um, but uh, she got to read uh, read the book and she she actually liked it. Yeah, she didn't right. think there was anything that was uh, derogatory or anti uh, American Indian. So that was uh, that was a good right. point right there. So perfect. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thank you very much, Mark. This has been, it's, I've been looking forward to this conversation. I'm so happy we're able to sit down and talk. Yeah, I'm glad to, yeah, this, uh, it's, it's fun to be able to talk about this stuff because, you know, I've had so many people just say, look, you know, you are not just a substitute teacher. You're not just a dad. You're not, you are a cartoonist. You are an illustrator. And I, uh, you know, it's great to be reminded of that. So it's really help you out with the uh, oh hang i got someone knocking on the door hang a second. <laughs> well I, I i'm downstairs in like the actual like my my like that the you know like my the basement office 
but it's bedtime. So now I have a girl knocking on, like one of my daughters knocking on the door. Oh, yes. tell me. So she needs to be tucked in or something. I'll, give, I'll just, I'll, make, I'll mute the mic. And so I can just tell her I'm doing that. 